Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Bulldog fans, many of us grew up in a time... We didn't lock our doors. We didn't feel the need to. We didn't have a need to. But the world is a much different place today than it was when we were much younger. Surely you've seen your neighbors have these video doorbells and things of that nature. You can have the same peace of mind, but also the convenience that you grew up with, with our friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y. Very, 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 very simple product here. Very easy to install, and you set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling required, no power tools, anything like that. You get the keyless entry. You don't have to fumble around with the keys when you got your hands full. You never have to worry about your kids losing their keys, or perhaps you've got a rental property and you worry about people passing that key around. You also don't have the anxiety of having this battery that goes down on you. It's Guys, you got four months of power here, and you get a low battery notification before it runs out so you can charge it back up. It's pretty simple. There's no monthly fee, unlike a lot of other brands that charge you that fee. You can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. Uh, Eufy is also on standby for you 24-7, and you can get a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or even live chat, which is awfully, awfully convenient. And here's the thing. There's just so much out there in the world these days. Wouldn't it be nice to know maybe who visited your door when you're out or perhaps have the security of knowing that you've got video surveillance anytime somebody comes to your door? We absolutely can. Make sure that you look for Eufy Video Lock. That's visit E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete troll of your door. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the magnificent Monday edition of 
the yard and how what a unbelievably magnificent day it is it is uh i don't know if you're aware of this it is still baseball season here in starkville mississippi and the sun came up this morning much later for me than normal but the sun came up today and your diamond dogs hold the distinction of being the only team in the united states of america to advance to the NCAA College Baseball Super Regional Round for four consecutive years, 16, 17, 18, and 19. The Jake Mangum era at Mississippi State will end with four Super Regionals. How cool is that? The only team in the country, the only team in the nation to have gone to the last four. I'm sure we can go back and do the math and there may have been some other teams, perhaps OSU, perhaps uh, South Carolina, that, that did it prior to Mississippi State. But we believe this is the first team in the history of the college game to win four regionals with four different head coaches. Because it is about the culture at Mississippi State rather than the coaches, if that makes sense. That's one of the questions I asked Coach Chris Simonis in the postgame last night, is what does that say? about the culture at Mississippi State. And he's quick to point out, you know, it's not coaches, it's about players. And what attracts players to Mississippi State is the culture. Now, you guys are a part of this culture because our fans at Mississippi State make Duty Noble Field, the left field lounge, the maroon and white M over S experience, the greatest experience in all of college baseball. There is a home-field advantage here that is unlike most others. Now, you could argue there are some that are is they're equal to Mississippi State. But a regional weekend, when we're going to try it out, oh, I don't know, you know 10,000, 11,000 fans out there. And I'll be honest with you, we, we need more. And uh, I know a lot of that is because there's no general admission seating. I, I, I get it. I understand your, your comments and concerns are, are well-received with me. I think in order for us to get back to those 14,000, 15,000-person crowds, we're going to have to have some general admission seating. A lot of people aren't going to travel all this way without a guarantee of getting a seat, and I, and I understand it. I do. But Friday night was absolutely magical because we got to see Central Michigan take down Miami. And then Saturday night, we had a Bulldog family reunion out there in, uh, in Left Field Lounge. It was incredible. Tanner Allen said that uh, he told Rowdy Jordan, man, when you get out there, your feet are going to be shaking in the box. It's so loud. It was incredible. And even though we have had bigger crowds, I think there's just something about the way the new stadium is constructed that all of that noise just kind of stays right there. Folks, it gets incredibly loud when something big happens unbelievable atmosphere you know what we, and we and we we didn't have 10,000 last night Sunday night you know it's it's a work night for a lot of people Monday mornings you know you're gonna have a case of the Mondays anyway so I, I think you should come to the ball game but all that being said it's uh it, it's understandable with an eight eight o'clock first pitch a lot of people can't make that happen especially those that took off work early on Friday or didn't go to work at all Friday it's difficult to you know, be there for a noon start on Friday and then be around for an 8 p.m. start on Sunday. I, I get it. 
the, the schedule in and of itself was not necessarily fan conducive. But for all of you that turned out and showed up and absolutely raised H-E-L-L on behalf of your Mississippi State Bulldogs, my hat is off to you. A tip of the cap to every one of you because you are shareholders in this success. You're a part of it. And Jake Mangum said it himself last night. It makes a difference having the fans there. It makes a huge difference. And it's intimidating to the, the opponents. I remember speaking with uh, you know several Central Michigan players after the ball game, uh, after they were eliminated. And uh, every one of them talked about that they couldn't wait to, to get out there in the lounge. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of go be a part of it. Just go experience it. You know, they're, they're no longer in the tournament. So let's get out here. Let's enjoy ourselves. And that the Hobie Hobart and our, and our fans, our friends out there, uh, you know Johnny Jones, the whole group out there, everybody out there, made those guys feel welcome. Made everybody, and that's the, that's the best thing about Mississippi State. We don't think we're better than anybody, but we know that nobody's better than us. And if you come to our house, you can put your feet under our table, you can eat from our table, you can break bread with us. We'll treat you like family. An incredible weekend and a regional win. We're going to get into all that. We're going to look ahead of the weekend. We're going to look at what's going on right now. Got a couple of big shows for you this week. A couple of big things planned. I want to thank our fine sponsors, Campus Bookmart. You yourself can go and order. You can go right now. Go to campusbookmart.net, and you can uh, get yourself one of those pinstripe New State baseball shirts. Miss Kathy Brown, my friend, at Campus Bookmart, messaged me over the weekend and said that the pre-orders for that jersey are absolutely bonkers. That people are going nuts over that pinstripe jersey. You need to have one. Ladies, Father's Day is coming up. The men in your life, your dad, the father of your children, and whatever other dads that you're affiliated with, stepdads or whatever, they want that jersey. They don't have the words to tell you that. I am telling you now on their behalf. Every Bulldog fan in the country, other than those snobs that think they're too cool to wear a baseball jersey, they want that jersey. Go order the jersey. Go pre-order the jersey. Call Miss Kathy Brown. Do your online order. Whatever you got to do, you need to come through and get that jersey for the men in your life. It's as simple as that. And maybe if if you are too, if you're too cool to wear a baseball jersey, you can find all kind of other great things at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a promo code to save you a little cash. Cash hard to come by. We're gonna save you some. Promo code BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson, and that'll get you free shipping on all orders over fifty dollars. Any order less than fifty dollars, absolutely incomplete. So let's break down the Mississippi State game, and then we'll kind of get into some other things that happened around the league, and we'll get into what to expect this week. Before I forget, I want to share with this share this with you a loyal Boneyard listener and, and dear friend of mine, Bo Lacey from Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, shared with me that he uh, he spoke with some someone today at the Mississippi State ticket office, okay? And, and Bo wanted me to share this with all of you because many of you will have questions, okay? Here's how the deal is going to work. Ticket office told him that his card will be charged today. So once the matchups are set, okay, once everything is finalized, because 
depending on how things shake out, there's going to be some Friday, Saturday, Sunday regionals. There's going to be some Saturday, Sunday, Monday regionals. Personally, I love a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal, but the extra day's rest might be good for our pitching staff. But all that being said, once the matchup is set, if you have already pre-ordered, if you're, you're all set up and ready to go, you're going to, your, your card's going to be charged today. So maybe you need to transfer some funds or whatever. I'm just, I'm just giving you the information. Bo says that his card will be charged today and that he will get an email with his tickets in a day or so. So you're going to be charged today for your tickets, and then the tickets will be sent to you as an e-ticket. Okay? You can print that out, then scan it to gate, whatever. All that's going to be sent to you. Now, once the other school returns the their unused portion of their allotment, they're going to be allotted, I don't know, five, 600 tickets or so. There won't be 600 fans that make the trip from Fresno, California, though. And I don't think there'll be that many come from Stanford. And there'll be a lot. But but whatever portion is left, the unused portion of those tickets will go on sale to everybody else. That will likely happen Thursday. Maybe before. Don't, don't, don't message me later and say, well, Steve, you told us it was going to be Thursday. I'm telling you, that's the maybe. That's the maybe. They're going to give them an opportunity to sell those tickets. They'll know pretty quick. They'll turn it around pretty quick. So the unused portion of the other school's tickets will be made available to Mississippi State people. Now, I know that we're going to buy up all those tickets. I know this for a fact. So that's that's the information you need to know today. Now, let's take a, a trip down memory lane here. Let's get back into uh, talking about Beat Miami. So I tweeted that out yesterday about Bobby Thigpen. Because I remember, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, while I may look young, and act young, and uh, and live young, I am I am not necessarily young. I know there's some some of the uh, folks that love me and listen to the show would say, Steve, you're just a baby. Well, I don't feel like it. I can promise you. But when I was 12 years old, I was sitting in, in uh, Canton, Mississippi. I was standing in Canton, Mississippi. In my dad, Freddie Robertson's living room. And we were watching the College World Series. And I remember as a young man, Bobby Thickpen hits a grand slam. We are on our feet. We are yelling. We are just waiting for the game to end because we know that if we get to rematch with the Longhorns of Texas in a national championship game, that we, Mississippi State Bulldogs, are about to win our first national championship that was the moment that's how we felt and when you're 12 years old you're kind of cognizant of what's going on right I mean you know there are a lot of kids today that they think we're going to be good every year you know what I'm saying and, and, and there's some adults that think we'll never be good again you know so I think when you in your in your preteen and teenage years you kind of begin to think you know we'll get back but Th- Thiggy hits the grand slam and we're just kind of waiting for this thing to get over with. You know, Brantley's pitched well and, and uh, on fumes. Gives a heroic effort. And then Greg Elena, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't share with you the, uh, the PG-13 version of that name around these parts. But Greg Elena hits a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to beat Mississippi State to end our season and to end the illustrious careers of Bobby Thigpen, Rafael Palmero, Will Clark, Jeff Brantley. We can go on down the list. 
the the wonderfully beautiful Dan Van Cleve. It's all over with. Gator Deason, Rourke McDonald, John Scott. Those names are royalty in our program. And we lose that ball game. And I remember the camera pans to the Mississippi State dugout. And I remember I turned to my dad and I said, well, well maybe they'll come back. Because, you know, at that point, you, you know, when you're 12, your love for Mississippi State may, may never be greater. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, you, when you're that age, you're thinking, you know what? There's nothing better than coming to Mississippi State and putting on that maroon M over S hat and having a chance to go do something great. But you know, Will Clark being a second pick in the draft and Palmero being a first round draft pick, they're, they're not coming back. And then you begin to wonder will we ever be this good again? And I think most people within our program, as close as we got in 13 and as close as we got in 16, we all look back at the 85 team and say, you know what? That championship was ours. That was our championship. And Miami goes on the next day and they beat Texas. And there are some people that say, well, I'm glad Miami won. I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. We've only, and prior to last night, we'd only played Miami, if memory serves me correctly, we'd only played Miami four times. We beat them in a regional in 1970. They beat us in the College World Series in 85. And then we lose down in Coral Gables here a couple years ago, a few years ago. We're one in three against them all time. Hadn't won since 1970. So, so Bobby, last night was for you. And for all of us. And I'm so glad we're not playing baseball today. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, as much as I love going to Duty Noble Field, and as much as I love being around all of you, I am so glad that we did not wake up today with that feeling of dread in the pits of our stomach thinking about going out there in a winner-take-all game against Miami. Now, when I think about last night, the first thing that I want to say is Peyton Plumley was an absolute stud for Mississippi State. Asked uh, the coaching staff of Miami last night after the ball game, you know, what was what was what feedback were they getting? And all they could say is sink. Sink, 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 sink. We've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it on everybody else's show. When Peyton Plumley is getting under barrels, and there are a lot of people they hear that term and don't know what it means. Well let me just explain this to you. So when Peyton Plumley has that sinker working and he listen, he gets good sync on most of his pitches, okay? But when that ball's coming in looking like a fastball and it's got a little bit of a, a late break, a downward break. So what happens is when these guys they they think they're gonna barrel up a fastball, but he gets under the barrel, so they're swinging over the top and they're beating the ball on the ground and he's getting ground balls. Then his defense can make plays. He he is a guy that kind of that defensive teams love because he's going to pitch to contact, and more times than not, it's going to be soft contact. It's difficult to barrel up a guy like Peyton Plumley unless Peyton makes a mistake. And so there Peyton was is a senior, a senior living a redemptive life. Peyton missed all of last year, and that's one of the things that struck me yesterday. I sat there, we're in the press conference waiting for things to begin. I look at Peyton Plumley, and there is just this look of satisfaction on his face. Not, not arrogance, not cockiness, not confidence. It was just one of those moments you look at a young man and you think, you know what, what a moment this is for him. Mississippi State goes to Omaha last year. Peyton has to watch all that. 
didn't get to participate. He was suspended last year. He was still very much a fan of Mississippi State. Still very much a fan of his teammates. Still very plugged in. Said last night that he never, ever, ever considered going anywhere else. Ever. And sure, I'm sure he could have looked at some other opportunities and possibly, uh, you know, moved on and, and had a year of eligibility left. And But he wouldn't have been the same. And the story wouldn't have been nearly as good. But there's Peyton sitting up there on the dais just with that look of, you know what, I did it. It was a look of completion. It was a look of the cycle kind of ending. And I can only begin to imagine how difficult it was for Peyton Plumley last year to watch his friends go to Omaha and nearly win a national championship without him. And you know that fire probably burned even brighter as he went and uh, pitched in the Cape last year. And, and I remember seeing him it, when, he, when he first got back uh, in the summer. I see him and Elijah Mack and me out at the movies. And he walks up and, and, he, and he speaks. And that's Peyton, okay, which – to be fair, that's Elijah Magnum. Elijah has never met a stranger in his life, okay? And so those two being together, it's just perfect. But uh, they want to talk some baseball. And uh, it's just one of those things, and you say, you know what, you know what, Peyton, glad you're back. You're glad, glad you're back. We're going to need you this year. And now here we are, and this is a kid that had to watch it all from the sideline, and then he goes out and gets a win in the regional final against Miami. And now here we are today, resting, celebrating, recovering, right? And uh, looking ahead to the fourth consecutive Super Regional. And while I am proud for all of those young men, there is a special place for me when I think about Peyton Plumley, when I think about what he has overcome. Got a chance to know his dad a little bit, Michael a little bit, and uh, they are as fine a people as you will meet. Michael's also a uh, big Metallica fan. I don't know if you know that. Big rocker. He is, uh, he's been all over the world to watch them play. All over this country as well. And so you get to know these folks, and uh, it becomes so much more than a game because you start rooting for kids. You start rooting for players. Not just your team, but you begin rooting for players. When you begin to know the story, and you begin to know what people have overcome, and you begin to think about the sacrifices that that, that family made so that Peyton Plumley could continue to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. It's uh, it's so rewarding for everybody involved. And then there's Jake Mangum, of course. We uh, we you know Jake was struggling through the weekend, and uh, it's so funny. It's almost like the uh, you know the record clenching hit, you know. And uh, as Lamonis called it, we needed to get a Jake Mangum type hit, and Jake says that he takes offense to that. <laughs> The little number out there just, uh, you know, just left of the mound and the uh, pitcher slips a little bit. And there's Jake hustling down the line and uh, and he's safe. And then he looks back at the dugout and he gives him the thumbs up and that goofy grin that he's got. And it's just one of those things just like Jake is back. And not just because he's hitting the baseball, but it just seemed like in that moment, all of the frustration of the last couple of weeks seemed to kind of disappear. Seemed to kind of disappear. What does he do the next two times he comes up? He... He goes backside with one, and that, that really is, that's the quintessential Jake Mangum, right? Because they're scared he's going to bunt, so they play the third baseman up, and then they've got to kind of cheat towards the middle, and uh, he's able to go backside and slip that ball between uh, shortstop and third baseman. You know, 
And then the next time Lumpy Barrel's one up, and all of a sudden you start thinking, you know what, he's back. <laughs> he's back, you know. Jordan Westberg uh, with a good weekend nearly made uh, <laughs> nearly made some things awfully interesting. You know, I mean, it's like you see you see uh, Jordy out there hitting baseball, and uh, that double early in the ball game was so so huge. You know, it's like Jake comes up there and then beats out the little number, and then Westy absolutely rips that ball right right field, and you just kind of felt like you know what we're about to get after these boys. And, yeah, you'd given up the solo home run. Peyton gave up a solo home run, left the ball up. And then after that, he really settled and really calmed and kind of held the game in place while the offense got going. And, listen, uh, give uh, Slate, uh, I guess his name is Kakani, uh, you know, or Chikani, uh, a great tip of the cap. He's going to be uh, a problem in the ACC the next few years for sure. But when State jumped up 3-1 to one and the crowd got involved and it's like, because the first time through that order, I don't know if you guys remember this, the first time through the order, State was hitless and struck out five times. But the second time through, we get to him. And it's that's generally kind of how it works in baseball. But the big thing there was getting that first base runner on because everybody is a different pitcher in the stretch, right? And that's what happens. They put him in a stretch, kept him in a, uh, you know, in a, a, you know, a situation where there was some anxiety, all of a sudden, that breaking ball doesn't have quite as much bite on it. He's got to be concerned about the runners. You know, there's just, you know, there's a, an uncomfortableness in the whole deal. And not to mention with Mangum out there, because you know he's a threat to go. He's, he's just an irritant on the base to the defense and to the pitchers. And the next thing you know, you're after him. You start hitting the ball over the field. The next thing you know, you got a lead. And you just, you did, you got a sense then one state got ahead that the crowd at Duty Noble Field was just simply not going to let that game get away. That's how it felt. And the Mississippi State team got going. And then the bullpen comes in. Tristan Barlow is a guy that's been a little bit up and down down the stretch, was money last night. Does, uh, does give up a walk to load the bases, but then uh, rolls a double play ball, a run scores, but uh, the rally's dead. Then we get out of it, and it's a you know it's a three-two ball game. And then Colby White, and uh, I don't know who who dubbed him Night Night Colby White, but I think that is outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And he blows the first couple of guys away, gives gives up a single, then gets a couple of K's, and he gets to the first three hitters in the order with eight pitches, and then like a twelve-pitch epic at bat. And the kid just wasn't going to be beat on the fastball, and then finally Colby induces a pop 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 up on the infield and, and we get out of the deal but you get through the seventh and you're thinking okay you know can we get it over with you know what i'm saying it's like oh my gosh we just need to get this thing over with uh you get a couple insurance runs but i'll tell you that jared lee belt a heroic effort and pitching on fumes you know but there was no way that leaves wasn't going to go out there and pitch and try to give us what he had through 51 pitches the other day uh and on friday and comes back comes back we're in trouble there gives up a couple of hits I mean he wasn't getting the sink he normally gets and he gives it a few hits there and then gets the double play ball to get out of the inning and uh, it's one of those deals where you look at that thing and you begin to think man there's so many pieces to this team that are so invaluable 
you know, there, we've had some teams where, you know, you've had you know, the top six at order kind of carriage. You didn't have much contributions. You'd have two or three pitchers that were lights out. You couldn't depend on your bullpen. But every, every single night, there's somebody stepping up doing something remarkable. And that was really the case last night. That was really the case. And then, of course, we bring in Cole Gordon. And uh, Lamontis joked afterwards. He said he wished – because he told us on Saturday night the only guy that wouldn't be available was Cole Gordon. I was told shortly after Chris said that, that if Cole wanted the ball on Sunday, he would get the ball because that's the kind of kid he is. And then Cole comes yesterday and during bat, bat practice and tells uh, tells Lamontis that he felt better on Sunday than he did on Saturday. And so they bring him out, and uh, what a great job, Cole Gordon. It's, and that's another one of those stories you look at. You know, this, you know, this time last year, Cole wasn't even sure he wanted to come back and play. He was ready to go get a job and, and get on with the rest of his life. And now he's uh, going to be drafted, you know probably be on day three, but he will be drafted this year. And he pitches in all three Bulldog wins over the weekend. So, uh, great weekend. That's over. But we're going to have baseball again this weekend. And when you're in town this weekend, let me encourage you to go by Bulldog Burger Company. Absolutely the best place to go eat in Starkville. Part of a family of restaurants owned and operated by Mississippi State people. These are people that are invested in Mississippi State. These are people that attend Mississippi State ball games. Your money is not going to go to some faraway corporate office for people that you don't know. These people are invested in your community. It is absolutely the restaurant of choice in the Robertson family. Anytime we mention going out to eat, that's where they want to go. The kids always want to go there. We go because you can get a great restaurant-quality hamburger there, but it's not just a hamburger joint. It's Bulldog Burger Company. You can get a great restaurant-quality hamburger, but you can get the chicken wings. You can get the Angry Bird Salad, which is a lunchtime favorite. You can get the sweet heat chicken sandwich. And there's always something new. Follow them on all forms of social media. Go follow them on Instagram. You need new things on the feed anyway, right? Go follow them there. Keep up with specials. You can have an adult beverage there. You can sit out there on the patio. It's, it's just a great environment. It is a Starkvillian institution. Bulldog Burger Company, the place in Starkville where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So let's take a quick look around if the, region, the super regional pairings are uh, – Pretty much set. There's still some baseball left to be played. So we'll start at the top here. The uh, the UCLA Regional is still ongoing. There is a regional final game, winner-take-all game tonight. That'll be 9 o'clock on ESPN2, UCLA versus Loyola Marymount. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys kept up with them over the weekend, but uh, Loyola Marymount beat UCLA uh, to stay in the winner's bracket, a 3-2 ball game. And then uh, UCLA had to win two yesterday. They did to force uh, tonight's game. So that'll be, again, 9 o'clock on ESPN2 if you're interested. There will be some other games of note that you might want to be uh, paying attention to. The uh, Corvallis Regional, Oregon State, of course, goes uh, 0-2. They're in their own regional. And uh, just go ahead and put that under the list of, uh, of things you hate to see. You absolutely hate to see Oregon State go 0-2 in their own regional. Uh, and that's a little sarcasm in case you missed it. But uh, Michigan... And Creighton will play tonight. That's a winner-take-all deal as well. Uh, Michigan's played that thing pretty well. They beat Creighton the first day. And then uh, Michigan takes down Cincinnati. Creighton knocks off Cincinnati yesterday in elimination game. They battle back and take down Michigan last night to force the winner-take-all game today. That's going to be 6 p.m. on ESPN2 if you're interested in that. So you could see an... A nice doubleheader out there, a little West Coast doubleheader uh, with Michigan involved in that. Now, the Oklahoma City Regional, 
that's the Oklahoma State deal. Okay, they're still playing. UConn knocks them out yesterday. UConn was the team that came out of the loser's bracket. They beat Nebraska 16-1 and then take down Oklahoma State last night. A winner-take-all deal tonight, 6 p.m. on ESPNU, like Oklahoma State and UConn. Texas Tech wins the Lubbock Regional as expected. Uh, Florida eliminated down there. Uh, again, file that under things you hate to see. I was trying to explain to our friends from Miami last night. They were like the, the Florida thing. There's like some people, you know, don't really care for Florida. And I thought, you know, this guy doesn't even even understand the Dan Mullen aspect of it. But but here's the deal. I will never forget Kevin O'Sullivan after the Super Regional. After you know, and we 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 should have won the Super Regional in Gainesville. There may be some other people to tell you differently, but they're wrong. And then after that's over with, Kevin O'Sullivan walks across the field and Gator chops John Cohen in the Bulldog dugout. I'll never forget that. I'll, I'll, and I'll never move on from that. It's, it's one thing for players and fans to get caught up in the spirit of competition and, and, and be prisoners of the moment. It's another thing when another coach does it. And so when these people say, well, you know, these guys just getting after each other, you, you expect a little more from a coach. And, and uh, I think there are a lot of Mississippi State folks feel exactly the way that I do is that um, when Florida baseball loses, I, I think a Bulldog uh, loses a tick. You know what I'm saying? I think it's one of those things. I think it's, what's, what's bad for them is good for us, and that's just the way they look at it. I, it's difficult for me to pull for Florida. I can respect the fact they're a great program, and they've won national championships. I, I can, but I don't have to be happy about it. Uh, Arkansas, they win their region, and uh, as expected, take down TCU, and listen, TCU got in there and made things interesting, but Arkansas takes care of it. They're resting today as well. They're paired up with uh, with our folks in Oxford, who uh, really got a cakewalk of a regional and, and did what they should have done with that regional, right? I mean, when you get a cake of a regional, you got to go eat, and that's what they did. They take down Jacksonville State 16-2. to They take down Clemson 6-1, and then Jacksonville State eliminates Clemson, uh, fired up for Jim Case, and then uh, Ole Miss takes on a depleted Jacksonville State team uh, pitching staff 19-4 yesterday. So they're resting today, too. So Ole Miss and Arkansas, that's going to be an interesting super regional. I have some other people. It, I'm sure most people are thinking, you know what? We got a good chance. We won three out of five against those guys. These are going to mean a lot more. And Bomb is a difficult place to play in a regular season. And uh, I know the hog pen is going to be wild uh, this weekend. That, that'll be a fun one to watch. And so when uh, – if you're a fan of SEC baseball, that that's going to be one when Mississippi State's not playing. You're going to be interested to see that. That'll be a fun one. That should be. I think Arkansas takes it in two games. Uh, LSU, as much as I hate to say it, and I, I would say a lot more, but I'm 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 trying to keep this as a uh, a family show. But LSU wins their regional. Southern Miss really made it interesting. Would have loved to see what happened if Southern could have made it to today. Didn't happen. LSU will now host a super regional, and uh, which I absolutely there, there was a time that we didn't think LSU would he would even host, and they're going to host a super regional. It's it's really 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 bad, because they're paired with the Georgia regional, and Florida State wins that, and uh, wins it in three games. I mean, absolutely one of them made it happen. Beat Georgia down in two games. I mean, down, and that's the thing with Georgia. Even when Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers and those guys, and I respect them a lot, like those guys a lot, when they were talking about how good Georgia was going to be, they kept talking about their arms. And Georgia was a top-ten team. 
But Georgia never scared me the way that, say, Vanderbilt scares me or Arkansas scares me or LSU scares me because Georgia can't swing the bat. And that's what happened this weekend. The pitching didn't hold up, and they got absolutely embarrassed in some ball games. Florida State takes them down 12-3 and 10-1. So Georgia eliminated in their own regional Florida State a three-seed, right? A three-seed. Is that right? Yeah, the three-seed. So they'll be traveling to uh, tell you. Uh, Vanderbilt, a cake of a regional there as well. They uh, they take down Ohio State. I didn't know Big Ten was still playing baseball until, until this this month. Uh, oh, and Vanderbilt takes down Indiana State. I'm sure Larry Bird's incensed. And then they take down in, Indiana State again yesterday. I mean, it's like it, it was such such an uneventful regional. I don't even remember seeing uh, anybody tweet any highlights. You know, because that happens. Like there's always, and I, I retweet the good ones. But there'll be all these things that'll, you know, that come across your timeline. I don't even remember anybody tweeting the scores of the Vanderbilt Regional because it was such a bad regional. And Vanderbilt does what big teams should do, and they take advantage of it. They absolutely swept that thing very impressively. Uh, and then West Virginia, of course, uh, losing their regional. Duke advances out of there, and uh, A&M made it interesting, right? A&M hit two grand slams to eliminate West Virginia yesterday. And then Duke wins 4-1. Uh, Duke takes down A&M twice. So strike up uh, the Blue Devils. They win. Congratulations. East Carolina is still playing. Okay, they're, and they're a day behind the rest of us because they had uh, Friday, they had the lightning and weather delays out there. And so as a result, they had to push that back. Campbell is in the driver's seat here, which is ins- it's insane, Right. So, the two teams that were in a winner's bracket game were Campbell and Quinnipiac. East Carolina and NC State play in the first elimination game. NC State, some people thought Mike could go in there and win that regional. They're the first team home. And then Campbell knocks off Quinnipiac in a winner's bracket game. ECU knocks off Quinnipiac and eliminates them. So, now ECU has to beat Campbell twice. Right? Got to win today, win tomorrow. Or tonight, pardon me. Interesting. Uh, Louisville, in a similar situation, you know, having to kind of work through this thing because uh, Louisville beats Indiana State. Louisville comes from um, comes to this thing, I guess, you know, to the lose bracket because they lose to Illinois State four to two, and then they come back and beat Indiana, and then they beat Illinois State. They they're playing now, and so. It's always good to see those teams uh, have to play an extra game and we're able to rest. And speaking of rest, uh, we're resting tonight and we're going to watch Stanford play baseball. Stanford and Fresno State, that'll be tonight at 9 Eastern ESPNU. Uh, Stanford loses to Fresno State earlier in the tournament. It's one of those things to people say, well, Steve, who do you want? Well, Stanford's a lot like Vanderbilt with a little bit less talent. They're going to have arms. They're going to have guys that can swing it. Uh, Fresno State's won a bunch of games on the road. And you got to feel like you know, coming in here, they're going to feel confident. So either way, I mean, it's it's going to be a difficult opponent. Uh, but I really believe Mississippi State's going Omaha. I, I believe that. I think Stanford is is incredibly overrated. I think Mississippi State is a uh, is a team that uh, is destined to get back to Omaha. And so I don't really think it matters who they send. I, I, my hope is they'll play about 25 innings tonight and have to get on a plane tomorrow and, and fly down here. And uh, and spend all day uh, Tuesday sleeping, and then Wednesday kind of get acclimated to the to the uh, to the humidity, and then Thursday have a practice and get beat on Friday Saturday. That's what I hope. Uh, 
Uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina wins that thing. Tennessee gave it a run for a while. Just didn't work out. Liberty, the Flames, made it interesting. But North Carolina wins that. North Carolina's been good down the stretch. They're a team that could get to Omaha and and, um, and be interesting, shall we say. Uh, Auburn takes out Georgia Tech. I know that's a big shocker. Is it a shock to anybody besides me that Georgia Tech did advance? Arguably one of the most overrated national seeds in the history of the tournament. The fact that Georgia Tech is the number three national seed, I don't care. Even after the tournament is over, somebody needs to offer a better explanation on why Georgia Tech got to be number three. That's just, there's not a metric out there that justifies that pick. It makes no sense whatsoever. But Auburn takes care of that. Bought a lie, right? Auburn goes down there and wins. Auburn's got their pitchers back, okay? And you know Butch Thompson's a great postseason coach. So Auburn takes care of them. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll take on North Carolina now. And how interesting is that? Interesting, interesting, interesting for sure. So, uh, so that's what's going on around college baseball. Excited, to say the least, about what could happen here over uh, the next the next few days, because uh, we're going to get a chance to play some more baseball, and uh, you need to come be a part of that. And so, I know that it's an inconvenience at times. I know a lot of times people don't know what's going on. I run into some fans uh, as I'm walking in on Saturday. There's a guy and his wife and three kids. He's got a couple of lawn chairs with him, and he's walking in, and he goes, hey, hey, where, where, where do I get tickets? And I said, hey, when you walk right up here to this gate right here, where it says left field lounge, the end, this right field entrance here, you can buy tickets there. And so he's like, okay, well, they tell me you can sit your chairs out in the outfield. And so I had to kind of explain the berm policy and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, yeah, man, it's our first time coming. It's our first time coming to a game. He, he has been a state fan his entire life and had never been to a Mississippi State baseball game. Wanted to bring his kids and his wife to see it all up close, together as a family. They didn't care. They didn't have a grandstand seat. They didn't care. They didn't know anybody in left field lounge. They just wanted to come to the ball game and enjoy watching the Bulldogs play. And later that evening, as fate would have it, after State had won the ball game against uh, Central Michigan, I see the guy and his family, and everybody's a little bit sunburned. Okay, you know, that's part of the deal. And I said, hey, did you guys get all taken care of? He goes, yep, we're, we're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow. And that's what happens with all this. You know, you, you get the bug, and it's difficult. It's difficult to shake it loose. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm, I got bit by the bug as a, you know, as a young man, and, and uh, it's still with me. And so when I think about all the things that we do and all the things sometimes we often take for granted, and, and listen, that's one thing about all of us that live here in the Golden Triangle. You know, we can go to the ball games whenever we want to. And there's sometimes that some folks choose not to. I said, well, you know, and it becomes, it's, it's something we almost take for granted. And I think about those other families. I think about the people that say, you know what, I don't even know where I'm going to sit. I don't even know where I buy the ticket, but I'm going to the ball game. I'm going to go pull for the dogs, and I'm going to go bring the kids. I'm going to pack the car. We're going to go make a memory together. We're going to go experience Duty Noble Field together as a family for the first time. That fires me up. As much as I love seeing the same faces out there every single time, it, and, and that's it, Dirty Noble Field is home for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, when you go, when I know the people, when I'm walking in, I park and I walk in that right field entrance, and I could go around, I could go in the media entrance, but I don't. I like to walk in there, and there's always the same faces. There's those nice people that greet me as I come through the gate, 
I don't even know their names most of the time, but it's the same event management people, and they always they always speak to me, and they always say, and most of them know my name, and it's a shame, but I don't know theirs, and they always say, hey, hey, Steve, welcome back, and that's how I feel. I feel like it's welcome home. Then I make that turn and I go up there, and there's Diamond Girls out there passing out programs, and I don't know if you know this. You know, you know what the Diamond Girls get for all their trouble. You know what they get? They get nothing. There's not a scholarship involved, okay? It's not a work-study deal. They're being diamond girls for the privilege of being diamond girls because that's a big deal at Mississippi State, to be a diamond girl. And they're there because they believe in the M over S. They believe in Mississippi State. They believe in Diamond Dog Baseball. And they're there to be part of that. They're there to enhance your experience at Mississippi State. And then I walk up those stairs, and there's always a couple of those security guys to the left. And they see me, and they all come up and say hello. Every single time. Every single time. Even if I'm on the phone or they're busy, they come up and they give me the fist bump. And then I walk on down, and I don't have to go too very far, and I see Mac. I see me and Mac is always around for security at Mississippi State. It doesn't matter what the event is. He's always there. You've probably seen him, kind of a big, robust guy, bald-headed with long beard, kind of like mine. And every time he sees me, he says, says hello. And this is not about me. This is about them. This is about the Mississippi State experience. This is where we make memories together. And you go back and you get on the elevator and you go up and there's always those people. They're always happy to hold the elevator. And there's always, I always interact with those fans. There's always people to get in the elevator with me and they, all, and they always have something nice to say. And it's not always about something that I've done. Maybe about something that we're about to do together. And it's always fun to me to see the exuberance in people when they think, hey, this is my first time going to the Gridiron Club. This is our first time sitting, you know, in o- at the Omaha level. And to see the, the giddiness on their face that they're getting a chance to go experience Mississippi State baseball. And then when it's all over, when, when, the, when, all the, when it's all said and done, and we walk out of that entrance, the exit for the media, and I see all those little kids lined up with their folks, to get their pictures made with Ethan Small, to get an autograph from Jake Mangum. And I see all that, and it reminds me what is good about college baseball. It reminds me that sometimes we complicate it, right? Sometimes we do. And sometimes we can't appreciate what it is. Sometimes we think, well, and listen, I, I, I will get downright indignant at times thinking about that we don't have a national championship. It's one of those things that absolutely drives me crazy. When I think about the commitment that we have made as a fan base and as a university to college baseball, and we don't have a national championship to gloat about, it bothers me. It bothers me immensely, okay? But when I see the looks in those eyes of those kids, and I see the way that Jake Mangum smiles at them, when I see the time that Dustin Skelton will take with them, I am reminded that it really is a game and that these young men, that so many of us will get out there sometimes and hold to standards that we don't even hold ourselves to, right? You know, we allow ourselves to make mistakes. They can never make one, right? Because we're so emotionally invested in the outcome of the ball game. But for those kids outside the ball game, all they, they don't care about the fact that, you know, maybe Jake Mangum was 0 for 9 on Friday and Saturday. They don't care about that. They just know that that's their hero. That's their guy. And I got to grow up watching, you know, Mike Kelly and, and uh, you know, Will Clark and Rafael Palmero and, and that group. And, and, I, and I remember some of those names. And sometimes somebody will mention a name 
you know, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Gamble or Dan Paradoya or, uh, or Trinan Torsha, you know, you, you hear those names and it takes you back to a time when it all, it might have even meant a little more to you. Because you didn't have, you didn't have to worry about paying the mortgage, or you know the kids going to private school, or you got dental bills to pay, or you got you got all that stuff, and that's what Mississippi State baseball does for me, is it gives me an emotional, a mental, and at times a spiritual vacation from life. I can go out there, and I am probably more serene. That and that is pro- and that, that is probably the the place, the only the one place in the world where I can feel totally at ease with everything in the world is at Duty Noble Field. And so my hope is is that we get a chance to make some magical memories together this weekend. And so whether you're a Bulldog fan that's never come to a game or a Bulldog fan that comes to every game, my hope is that you will turn out this weekend. And it might be difficult to find some tickets, and there are people out there that are going to try to price gouge you. And you know what? You may have to get a standard room-only ticket. I don't know some people... I know some folks that are big Bulldog fans that they stood for three days. They went up there and stood along the chair rail. Probably sore today. You know, probably think, you know what, we'll go invest in some good chairs to sit on the berm next time. And I don't know how to fix that. That's something that, that some people that, that make more money than all of us will, will figure out. But that doesn't matter this weekend. It doesn't matter this weekend that we change the stadium. It doesn't matter that we don't have all the seating we probably should have. None of that matters right now. What matters now is the Bulldogs are two wins away from Omaha. And we need you to come be a part of that. We need you to come buy a ticket and come cheer for these kids. And more importantly, let your kids see you cheer for these kids. And listen, I know some of us, you know, we're not happy unless we're miserable, right? I used to always tell my dad, I think he loved to hate Mississippi State because he loved to be right. There's some people out there that, listen, they're going to find a way to get a win somehow, right? So, like, if we're losing, they're going to come out. like. And I've got some friends of mine, and I don't even respond to it anymore. If we ever go down in a ball game, or, like, the first time through an order, oh, we're making this freshman look like Sandy Koufax, or this guy looks like Greg Maddox. You know, guys, it's a long game. It's a 27-ounce game. It's baseball, right? Just relax and enjoy the ride. Because when we come back and win the ball game, you're going to forget about all that, right? Just like yesterday. We get down one nothing. and the next thing you know, once we went ahead 3-1, it's like we felt like we simply couldn't lose. And that's my hope, is that's how you feel this weekend. So come out, make some memories with your kids, make memories with those you love. Uh, come make memories with us. Because we have worked and worked and worked and prayed and prayed and prayed and invested and invested in hoping to get Mississippi State baseball back to where we thought it should be. And now we're the only team in the country going to Super Regional for the fourth time in a row, right? And maybe, just maybe, this is our year. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.